You're listening to Sprout Money's Monthly Wrap-Up with Craig Hemke. Welcome back to your Sprott Money News, SprottMoney.com monthly wrap-up. We're ready to wrap up the month of June 2023, which means the year's already half over, for crying out loud. So we're going to talk about June. We're going to talk about the first half of the year. We're going to talk about the second half of the year in this monthly wrap-up. I'm your host, Craig Hempke, and joining us is an old friend and a favorite for this podcast. That's Bob Thompson. Bob is a a longtime friend of Eric Sprott. He is a port- senior portfolio manager at Raymond James in Vancouver, uh, right across the street from a whole bunch of different mining companies up there. Kind of has a heartbeat or a finger on the pulse of the heartbeat of the mining industry. It's always good to hear what Bob has to say. So, Bob, thank you so much for your time. Hey, Craig, it's great to be on again. We got a sunny day in Vancouver, so I think I'll go golfing or bike riding right after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do this fast. Yeah. You can get out yeah. of there. <laughs> Hey, uh, and again, just a standard uh, disclaimer, if you will, before we get started. Look, this content is provided by Sprott Money, and you can find their website, SprottMoney.com. You can call them at 888-861-0775 and tell them how much you appreciate this stuff. They post it for you free of charge, so visit them. Use their services to buy metal or store metal, or at least if anything, give them a like or a subscribe on whatever channel that you're watching this. That'll help them. Uh, widen their net and get this uh, important information out. Uh, Bob, um, let's just dive right in, my friend. I, you know, on my site, I was just begging for a Fed rate hike back at the last FOMC because I wanted to get this over with. I didn't want another six weeks of hanging on every data point, you know, and oh, now rate hike expectations are going up. Oh, no, now they're going down. Oh, God, it's driving me bananas. But imagine it's driving you bananas too. Um, what what at least is your personal forecast as we go into the back half of 2023 from a macro standpoint? Yeah, you know what you know what I think is is really funny is the Fed's coming in to save the world now from inflation, but they're the ones that caused it, and everybody tends to right. forget. But anyway, um, I guess they're going to save save the world for us, so that's okay. But I think the most important thing is here, you know, it's not what the Fed says; it's it's what they do, right? And and. Powell said recently at a Senate hearing, right, it wasn't a public forum. It was just he was just talking to banking committee or whatever he was doing. And he actually laid it out, the secret right there. And and, and this is all you need to know. He actually said to them, he said, you know, because he was explaining to the senators about how it works. Right. And he said, he said, what's most important, he said, is that we squash expectations. And he said, so people can't believe that inflation is going to be over 2% because if they do, they're going to go spend and it's going to be self-fulfilling. So he said, we have to make sure that people expect inflation is going to go back to those levels. And he said, that's the only chance that we have of getting them back there. So all this jawboning that they're doing, right? You know, oh, we're going to keep raising rates. We're going to keep raising rates. Well, the reason that, that they're doing it is so, so expectations of inflation come down, right? It doesn't matter whether they actually do it or not. They just want people to think that that's going to be the case. The, the other reason that they're kind of you know doing this is the economic numbers that they look at are still okay, right? I mean, if, if we were in deep recession and the market was down forty percent right now, they wouldn't be doing it, right? They couldn't do it. But but that brings up the next the, the next thing here is it takes a long time, sixteen months, for the economy to start showing um, effects of the interest rate increases. So I expect that in in the near future, and we expect you know some sort of recession. You know, it depends how fast they come in and start printing money again. But but this is interesting because what happened in the early 70s, and I think 
you know, my history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. A lot of things are going on the same way, you know, from the nifty 50 stocks of the late 60s to all the tech stocks right now. A lot of things that the dollar, um, the budget, the you know, everything. So what we got in the early 70s is a double dip recession, right? And those are killers because you get this recession, the Fed comes in, they, they print money, they reduce interest rates, they do whatever, but that causes inflation, right? So then they, they got to back off the inflation. So they got to raise rates, which causes another recession. Yeah. So you get this double dip. And I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that happen. Now, coming off those bases, that, that works really well for metals and minerals and value investing versus growth investing and, and all that. So I, I think we're, you know, a lot of people maybe don't want to admit it, but we're, we're in for, you know, a 70s type of um, type of decade here. And, you know, that's a great thing for metals and minerals. Yeah, that that's exactly right. That was the late 70s and the stagflation and, every, you know, nominal interest rates that were 10 percent and higher. Uh, it was right. a pretty good time for the precious metals. Bob, you wonder, I and I've wondered along, you know, what, what will it take to get the metals to finally really break out? And it probably will be a recognized a movement a shift by the Fed. We've had a couple of fake outs so far this year. In a big month of January, they got everybody excited. And then the data got better. And down we went in February and into March. And then we had a big uh, April and into May. And then the data got better. Um, I wonder if uh, you're seeing any signs to suggest that the metals are getting ready to break out. Um, and, you know, Are we near a low again? Right. You know, in the metal space, Really, it's all about sentiment in many respects, right? Pierre Lassan said recently, and Eric said this too in the past, but in a different way. But Pierre Lassan said recently, he said, he said, I don't know why everybody thinks this is so hard. He said, the precious metals space is the easiest place in the world to make a lot of money, right? And right now, everybody's thinking, what? What's he talking about, right? And the reason he said that is because he said there's no other sector that sentiment is gets so low and sentiment gets so overblown, right? So he says when sentiment gets terrible and everybody hates it, he said that doesn't happen with banking stocks or this or, or different areas of the market. He said just that's when you go in. That's when you got to go in. That's when there's value. And he said on the upside, um, it, it gets ridiculous on the upside. So you got lots of time to uh, to 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 sell off. And and I thought that was fantastic. And as you know, I've repeated you know this what Eric said. You know, a thousand times in the show, Eric said he loves the mining sector because the lows are so low, the highs are so high. The difference between the two is a thousand percent. And there's no other sector in the world that that happens. Right. So Eric's saying the same thing. But, you know, you just got to go in when the sentiment is terrible and the sentiment yeah. is terrible right now. And there's lots of ways to to determine that. Right. One is, you know, a lot of people say they don't pay attention to the gold to silver ratio. Uh, you know, it's sure it, it doesn't matter on, on paper, but. Right now it's 85, and anytime it gets over 80, it means the sentiment is very bad for the sector, right? I mean, it hit 100 in, in March of 2020, right? But other than that, it you know it never really gets above 85, 90. If it does, you know that's a great buying opportunity. So we're so we're there on that one. The, the other the other you know kind of big one that I think is is really important from a big picture perspective is the HUI, which is the Gold Bugs Index, um, to the price of gold, right? And that ratio, you, you can go back many, many, many years, but let's just go back the last you know, 10, 15 years. It's only been above nine one, once or twice. So again, that's gold divided by um, HUI. So it's only been above nine a couple of times, right? It hit 
Right now, it's about 8.5. So we're getting into that buy range, which tells you the stocks are really undervalued compared to the price of gold, because really, the price of gold isn't too bad. It's up 5% on the year, right? I mean, that's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> other than, you know, seven stocks on the uh, on the NASDAQ, you know, that's one of the best performing assets this year, but the, but the stocks aren't there. So that tells you there's a there's a good value proposition. It was, it was at nine at the end of 2018, right? And we know what happened uh, in, in 2019. Um, a few months later, and it it reached 10. 10 was the highest that it's been, and it reached that at the end of 2015, right at that puking point, the, right. the, the final puking point for uh, for gold. And interestingly enough, it went to five in about uh, September of 2016. Right. Just, so that's what I'm looking for. You know, this 8.59 for the Huey, Again, it doesn't mean anything other than telling you that the sentiment is really, really, really terrible. And and you know when sentiment's bad, great time to uh, to to look at it. Generally speaking, and you know I I think this came up in one of the other Sprott Money podcasts this month. You know uh, I remember back on March the seventh, Bob Powell was doing one of those Capitol Hill deals, mm. and he was talking about oh yeah we're going to keep rates higher for longer and all this. I mean he's the head of the Fed, right? So he should be right. aware of what's going on. It was three days later that the Silicon Valley Bank thing began to blow up. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, this can all change on a dime. And if Powell <laughs> himself doesn't know what's out there, then how do we know we're not going to walk in on Monday and you'll have missed the low? So that's something you got to manage too, right? I can't believe that, you know, they, they, they really can't see things coming and get things so wrong. But, yeah. I, but I will, in, 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 in one defense, I'll say, I'll say one defense here. I thought of this the other day, you know, I was leaving an event and I think this is a great analogy. I was leaving an event and I was going to take the freeway and my iPhone said, don't take the freeway because there's too much traffic. So it gave me an alternative route. I got on the alternative route and within 10 minutes, I was in this horrific traffic jam <laughs> for 45 minutes. And I looked and there was an accident six blocks ahead of me on this route so then i had to change and i had to go back to the freeway because by that time the freeway was in better shape so what i'm telling what i'm saying here is this whole economic outlook is a huge multivariable equation and it's dependent upon so many other things right so um it wasn't that my iphone was was dumb it was just responding to what it was telling me but but it didn't know what was going to happen you know, five minutes into the future that there's going to be another accident there. Right. And I think that's a great analogy for the economy because, yeah, um, things are all going along fine. You know, risk happens slowly and then it happens all at once. Yeah. Right. As they say. So, yeah. Um, you know, Powell was talking the way he was talking. Then we had an accident ahead of us. That was the Silicon Valley. Then you got to go a different route. Right. So um, interesting that, you know, they, they 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 have trouble forecasting this, but, you know, Sometimes things do change too. Yeah. So I, I think they've been surprised and everybody's been surprised here that uh, we haven't had more breaks. Um, but I think they raised interest rates so fast that it hasn't, there was lots of momentum and it hasn't had time to respond to that. But when it does, it'll be like hitting a brick wall. Yeah. Bob, I want to uh, discuss something a little kind of semi off topic, I guess, of directly impacting the precious metals. But I think it's something that is, of interest to most of us that are in the precious metals, you had uh, written to me and uh, mentioned something to me that called Parkinson's law. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. Uh, why don't we discuss that for a minute? Cause I think that's something people might find uh, of interest. Yeah. Especially, you know, especially your listeners. I, 
I think it Parkinson's law, and you know, I won't go into it in detail. People can can Google it, but what's important to know about Parkinson's law is I think that tends to explain a lot of what we're seeing from a macro perspective because people are scratching their heads going how are these how are these job numbers good and right and, and how are things uh, con continuing on the way they're continuing on without this bottom falling out yet well interesting enough parkinson's law basically as far as government concerned is, is the reason why governments continuously expand and continuously get bigger and never really get smaller because with parkinson's law basically you have to hire somebody if, if let's say you regulate something right well now you have to hire more people to to regulate the increased regulations well once you do that well they will they create more regulations so then you have to <laughs> hire more people to right. regulate the regulation of the new regulations uh, and you see how it ever ex expands like that and and just to show you kind of a couple examples of that you know the fed has 400 phds on staff 400 and a salary budget of almost $3 billion, a budget of almost $3 billion, 400 PhDs. And the reason I've said that so many times is because once you hire somebody, they have to have somebody to support them now. Right. And then they have to have somebody as a research associate, but then they have to have somebody. So it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Stanley Druckenmiller said recently, who's one of the best money managers in the world, he said, the reason I've been able to out forecast the Fed as far as every recession that's happened in the last 40 years is because I look at market variables and I look at things and how the market's reacting and credit and all that. And he says, the Fed doesn't look at that. Well, interestingly enough, so one guy sitting on his computer screen has forecasted the recessions better than 400 PhDs at the Fed. Yeah. And the same thing can be said for Eric. Eric saw all of this uh, coming up into 2008 and the articles he was writing in 2005, 2006, one guy sitting at his desk saw this happening, saw the banking crisis, saw this, and the Fed didn't, right? So that's Parkinson's law. And here in Canada, interestingly enough, these are shocking numbers. 22% of all employment in Canada is government. That's about double the U.S. Now, the U.S. is bad. Canada's double. Canada, that's about the same as Venezuela, okay? And here in Canada, 86% of the job growth, 86% of the job growth from COVID, the start of COVID until now has been government. Jeez. So you, you wonder why we're in these, you, supposedly the economy is great and we're running trillion dollar deficits, right? right? You wonder why here in Canada, 10% of our total budget is um is uh spent on interest. Right? And that that never gets better. And 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 it's due to Parkinson's law, it's quite interesting. It's not sustainable. No, it, it really isn't. It really I mean, isn't. Uh, I mean, that's, that's remarkable. I, mm -hmm. I, and I, I thought it was bad here in the U.S. to think that it's twice as bad yeah. <clears throat> north of the border. My goodness gracious. Yeah. Well, all right, Bob, as we uh, as we wrap up, I, I thought it'd be kind of fun to pick your brain a little bit. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier uh, you, where you're situated in Vancouver. Uh, mm -hmm. You got you hear a lot of things. You focus on the mining sector, obviously. I know Eric is. Very excited about Newfoundland. I think he's mm -hmm. made that quite clear uh, right. in the prospects, you know, all this undiscovered territory up there that they're going out and, wow, this is really something. Um, it, just in general, I mean, uh, are there some ideas within the mining sector, your areas you're keeping an eye on? And, and, you know, like you said, here in Vancouver, from my office here, within three blocks, I've got about 80 junior mining companies, their head offices. So I can head over to any of them at any yeah. and over there in two minutes. So, yeah, it's nice to have the 
um, to kind of feet on the ground in, in the area that's important here. But, you know, yes, I was talking to Eric three days ago, actually, and uh, we were talking about Newfoundland again, right? Because because that's Eric's primary focus right now is what's going on in Newfoundland. And 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 you wonder why, right? Why, why is that Eric's primary Eric's primary focus? Well, let's go back in time 110 years ago to the first discovery in the Abitibi region, mm-hmm. right? Um, 1906 or 1909, you can, you can debate. But that was the first discovery in that area. And it turned out to be this massive gold belt, hundreds of kilometers long. Um, Kirkland Lake is right at the center of that. Um, and in the last 110 years, 110 years of production, there's been 200 million ounces of gold come out of there. 200 million ounces, not a silver of gold. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. So what Eric uh, thinks, and we have an analyst here at Raymond James who's done a report comparing the two areas, is that Newfoundland, the, the central gold belt there, could be another Abitibi, right? Wow. Same yeah. distance, same length. And they really haven't started discovering. They, they've only they've only started looking at things in the last 10 years. And that's what Eric sees, is that we've got a good jurisdiction, right? You know, hopefully Newfoundland's not going to steal the mines away from people, right? It's a good jurisdiction. It's an easy place to do business. It's an easy place to 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 get permitting. They're, they're pro-business. They're pro-mining. And we could have decades here of new discoveries and, and gold coming out of the ground. So each individual company, that's fine. You know, there's a couple of primary companies which have, have made some of the big discoveries right now. But but there, there could be just a huge area area play here. And that's 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 what Eric's really interested in. And, you know, if if it's another Abitibi, um, you know, this could be producing gold for 50 years, 100 years. And I know Eric says, you know, long, long after he's gone, you know, Hopefully, these stocks will be producing gold. Maybe, uh, maybe the Canadian government can generate some revenue off of it and pay for all those employees they're hiring. Pay for all the government employees. <laughs> we need more government employees. That's right. <laughs> maybe that's the plan, Bob. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, good heavens! Well, my friend, it's always so much fun to visit with you. I, I should ask you actually before we wrap up, uh, where are we on the mining clock these days? Yeah, I think we're. I think we've moved back a little bit. We're probably around seven. And we're probably six thirty seven. Like daylight <laughs> savings time or whatever we have. Exactly, the clocks have moved back. Good, good, good point that you bring up there. That's right. But but I I, I do think that you know th- these are times when the sentiment is bad. And I'll give you one more driving analogy, and that is you know when you're on the freeway and it's stop and go, and the other lane is always going faster. You know? Right. <laughs> always like oh, okay. okay and then finally you say okay i'm gonna make my decision and you move to the other lane and then what happens the lane you moved out of starts moving faster right that's exactly what it is in the market right so right now we're in the slow lane we're in the slow lane in the precious metals area and and and, and people are thinking should i get out should i get out? maybe i should invest in some ai stocks maybe i should invest in something like yeah. that well you know the, mathematically when everybody moves over to that area it's going to become the slow lane it just has to right and then you're lane frees up and it becomes the fast lane so all i'm saying right now sentiment's really bad stay in the slow lane stay here it's going to become the fast lane pretty soon and uh, when it does you want to be there you got to be there yeah sounds good my friend uh bob again uh you're at uh, raymond james in downtown vancouver Uh, uh, as we wrap i know in the past you've offered your email address for anybody wants to reach out to you sure it's uh, thompson investments at uh, raymondjames.ca and we've got something called the gold digger which is coming out actually tomorrow mm-hmm. 
which talks about the sector and uh, some of these things we'll be uh, we'll be mentioning here. And it's you know, for mining executives. Awesome. Thanks for that, Bob. And thank you uh, for coming on this uh, segment. We try to do this a couple times a year. It's always good to hear your perspective, and I look forward to doing it again. Thanks again, Craig. Till next time. It's always fun, Bob. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News, SprottMoney.com. Thanks for watching. We'll have more content for you in July.